Okay, on that note, good evening. We're going to get started. It's 8.41. I don't think we've ever started Dafyomi this late. Okay, here we go. We're, uh, we're going to be learning Seches Psach and Pevav tonight. We're starting three lines from the bottom on pay on from pay on pay hey on the base all the way at the bottom. I'm already like the tongue is slurring, Hirsch. I haven't even done anything yet. Here we go. We are three lines from the bottom. Our mission in the middle of Peheim and Beis spoke about the um, whether or not we treat this to be considered inside Rishalim or outside Rishalim as it relates to the to the thickness of the wall. <laughs> I can't believe you. Oh my gosh. See, Patrick, he is coming. The the width of the of the windows and the width of the walls. I'm a Rob. Rob made a statement that Gagin Valios, the rooftops and the attics of particular homes in uh, in Yerushalayim and the Mikdash, Lonis Kadshu, they don't have a status of Kedusha. So this, the Gemara tries to reject on a whole bunch of levels. Says the Gemara, Aini, is that true, Rob, that on roofs that there is no Kedusha? After all, the Amar Rab Mishum Rabchia. Rab says in the name of Rabchia, his Rebbe, Kizesa Pischa, just like when one eats a Kizesa Pesach, also the Halila Paka Igra, that when they say Halil, it's as if the roofs were breaking. So says the Gemara, what does that mean? Turning to the top of Pevav Meralaf, my love, doesn't that mean the Achle Be Igra, the Amre Be Igra, that not only were they eating on top of the roof, but they also said Halil on top of the roof. But if you're eating on top of the roof, it's Korban Pesach. It has to be, it has to be in the right place. This Korban has to be eaten in the right place. That's what Rashi says, top Rashi. There is some sanctity on the roof. So Rav, you've got a brysa against you. <clears throat> not, not a brysa, actually. Rav has his Rebbe against him, Rebchia. Rebchia was the one who said this. Says, Gemara, lo, you misunderstood the statement of Rebchia. Really, you ate down on the on the first level. You ate on the ground. When you said the Halel, that was Be'igra, that was on the roof. So says the Gemara, that's a problem too. Aini, Aleph, second line. Aini, how could it be that it's true that you would say the Halel in a different place as the Korban Pesach? After all, the Hatnan, a famous line, a misunderstood line, one that's subject to a machlokas, Vatnan. We have a Mishnah later in the Masechta that reads, Ein Maftir Nachara Pesach, Afi Komen. Now we've always loosely translated as kids and probably even as adults that afikomen is like is like the last piece of matzah. It's not what Rav says. I'm a Rav. What is the afikomen? That you're not allowed to go from one place to another. Take a look at Rashi. This is Rashi, the third line. The Amar Rav, Ibrahim Rav. Rashi says afikomen lashon hotziu klechem. Hotziu in Aramaic is afiku. So afik klechem to remove your kalim. So that's what Rashi is saying. You're leaving here. You can't, you can't leave now. You can't leave to say the Hallel. They have to be said here. You cannot go from Chabura to Chabura. And if that's true, then that uh, raises a difficulty for the possibility that maybe Rav Chia was talking about eating the Korban Pesach on the ground level and then going up onto the roof to say Hallel. Lokasha says the Gemara four lines down. This is not a problem, the Shita of Rav. Kan b'shasachila, kan shalo b'shasachila. When do we apply the din of Ein Maftir Nachara Pesach Afikomen within Rav's Pshat? That's only Bishas Achila. Then you cannot go from Chabura to Chabura. We're going to learn about this in the Mishnah at the bottom of the Amud. But Khan But here, once you've already finished eating, then you're allowed to say Halil in a different location than the, where the Korban Pesach is eaten. So we tried to ask and we answered, no problem. Rob, Rob's opinion that the Gagin are, um, are not Niskaj, are are not Niskachu still stands. Let's try again. Five lines down. Pei Vav Asks the Gemara again against Rab. Toshma. Abishal Omer. 
The higher you get in the Kodesh HaKodashim, it was a very tall building. The higher you get in that room, the more Kedusha there is, implying, of course, that the roof must have the most Kedusha. Says the Gemara, how do we know that this is true? Because what does this Tosefta say? This is a Tosefta in Kalim. It says, Chamur mi beis kotshe ha-kodashim. She beis kotshe ha-kodashim. Kohen Gadol nichnas lo pamachas b'shana. The Kohen Gadol would only ent- enter this room once a year. The Aliyah beis kotshe ha-kodashim, the higher uh, parts of that room, much higher off the ground. Ein nichnasim la pamachas b'shavua. No one would, would go in there more than once a year. But Amri Lassam say it was actually twice a year. Once every seven, once every seven years, excuse me, either once in seven years or twice in seven years. But Amri La and some say just once in, in seven cycles of Shemitah. Just to see what's going on. So what is implied from this Tosefta? What's implied from this Tosefta is that the higher you get from the ground, the more Kedusha there is. And if that's true, how can Rav be right? Rav says that there's no, there's no Kedusha on the Gagin and on the Elios, but we see here from Abishal that in fact, the higher you get, the more Kedusha there is. Amar of Yosef, you're going to try to learn from the most Mechudash place on the planet. You're going to try to bring a Raya from the Heichal. The Heichal is one of the most unique structures that we've ever had in our history. It says Rav Yosef, Amar of Yosef, first long line, the Heichal, you're going to get up and you're going to state your opinion from the Heichal. Shiny Heichal, the, pas- the, the Pasuk, Indicates that everything was different about the Echel. As the Pasuk reads, the Pasuk in Divrei Hayyamim, Vayitain David Lishlomo Veno, Es Tabni Saulam, Ves Batab, Vegan Zakav, Valiosavachada, Rava Pimim, Uvesa Kapores, all of these details, but, and then it says later, Uchsiva Kobich Sav, Miyad Hashem, Alai Haskil. All of this came from a Kaddish Barlow. This isn't rational. You can't learn from the Heichal. The Heichal is a, a proverbial Xeris Akasim. You can't really say that about a Pasuk in Yomim, but the point is that it's a Chiddush, and you can't learn from a Chiddush. So you're trying to ask Akasha from Abishol against Rab. What are you talking about? Abishol is talking about the Heichal. The Heichal is a Chiddush. So you can't learn from there. Asked and answered. Let's move on to question number three. Toshma, three lines into the wide lines. Now you got to pay attention to the layout. Let's say that there was a room that was built in a space that was Kodesh, but the only way to get into that room is from the Chol. So let's say that my, uh, my Gemara is a place that's Kodesh, and I build up a, a room here, but the only entryway is from the outside. The room hovers on the up and down axis over Kedusha, but the only entrance is from the side. So what does the Bryce say in that case? The inside of that room is treated as chol because the only way to access it is from chol, from a place that's less holy. But here's the cha, the gagosei hen kodesh. But the roof of that room, that inside of it is chol because the only entryway is chol, but on top of it, it has kedusha, kash against rav. Rav says that there's no kedusha by the gagan and the alios. That doesn't seem true from this brisa. Says the Gemara, how do we answer this question? Tir Gemara of Chizda, what we are talking about in this Brisa is Bishagago Sehen Shavan Lekarka Azara. What we're talking about is yes, you're correct. There is a room that is in Kodesh space that is only accessible from Chol, from the less holy space. And its roof is considered Kodesh, but it's not a building that's parallel to the Azara. It's a building that's kind of built on like Hara Moriah, it's on a slant. And the room that we're discussing, the roof of that room is the same height as the floor of the Azara. 
it's a staggered building. So it's kind of like we've seen some of these buildings on cliffs where you have a building up here and then the building down here. So the top of this building is like the floor of this building. So that's what the Gemara makes as a new Kimta is that the reason why this building had a, a Kodesh roof is because its roof was level with the floor of the Azara. So again, not Akasha on the Shita of Rav. But asks the Gemara, wait a minute, one third of the way down, if what you're saying is true, then Ema Seifa, then the Seifa causes a big problem because what does the Seifa say? The Seifa indicates as follows. Let's say the reverse was true. The building was built outside of a place that's holy. However, but the only way to get into that space is by walking through a holy space, by a Kadosh space. Then halacha shifts. Tochan Kodesh, that Afalpi, the building in the up-down axis, is really over a place that doesn't have the Kedusha of the Mikdash, but because the only portal of entry is from the Kadosh, so therefore the inside is Kadosh. But if what you said by the ratio was true, that Azara, that the roof is level to the floor of the Azara, then I don't understand. When, when we're talking about a space that's whole, then what's underneath that should be Havyalei Mechilos. Underneath it should be a place that is not holy. It should be considered like the tunnels. Because it's not in the place that's Kodesh. It says the Gemara, you misunderstood Rav Yochanan. When does Rav Yochanan say that the Mechilos, the tunnels, are not Kodesh? That's true. On the outer parts of Harabais. But Kitanya Hahi, this Brisa indicates that we're talking about the Azorah, and therefore you can't ask Akasha from Rav Yochanan. And therefore the answer stands that maybe we have a scenario where the roof of the building that you're saying has Kedusha, the roof is level with the floor of the Azorah, and therefore there is an element of Kedusha that still exists here. Ve'atanya asks the Gemara, hang on one second. Ve'atanya, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Mechilos mitachas ha'echal chol. How, how, can, how can it be that, it, that, that that's true if we just said that kitanya hahi, that the mechilos that apply in the room, in the whole room that's outside, that's only accessible from the Kodesh, that room should have, uh, should have Kedusha underneath, but the Brysa writes that mechilos mitachas heichal chol. That doesn't work. It should be that it's chol, because that's what the Brysa writes in the name of Yehuda. That's not true in this case. That's only true when the opening is not in the Kodesh, but the opening is in a less holy place, outside of the Kodesh. Toshma, let's try again. We're almost halfway down. The Gago Kodesh. There's a Brisa that says that the roof is Kodesh, which is a direct, a direct conflict to Rav. Our Gemara started on the bottom of Pehe Amid Beis, three lines from the bottom, where Rav said that Gagin Valios Lonis Kadshu. This Brysa, one-third, almost halfway down on Pevavamid Beis, says Vigago Kodesh. It's an exact conflict. Question mark. Says the Gemara, it's his bra. Does that Brysa make any sense? The Brysa that says Vigago Kodesh, that the roof is Kodesh, something's not right here. Baktani, we have a Brysa that says explicitly, Gagin Halalu, these roofs, you're not allowed to eat meat there that is very holy, the highest level. Nor can you shecht something that's kachim kalim on these roofs. So it's not fully kodesh. Obviously, there's some something going on here with these roofs. It can't just be gago kodesh. So how do we explain this? How do we understand the price of gago kodesh? Answers the Gemara totally out of left field. It's referring to two measuring sticks that were an amalong. We had one measuring stick from Moshe Rabbeinu that went back. It's our Masora that we knew how, how large an ama was. 
um, and it was six tfachim. So now we also learn that there were two other yardsticks that were used over the course of time. Titnan, halfway down, Titnan, Beis Amos Hayibushushan Habira. There was a section in the Beis Amikdash that had as its decor the scenes of Shushan Habira. Story coming up in just a few days' time here in our calendar. Purim is on its way. So by Shushan Abira, they had the whole decorative scene of what happened there. I don't know all the details of what was actually etched into what, but, but the point is that it was reminiscent of that moment in the past. And what in that room, Achas Al-Karen Mizrachis Tzvonis, on the northeast corner, they had one of the measuring sticks, Achas Al-Karen Mizrachis Dromis. And the other of the measuring sticks, we said Bezamos, a line above, the other of the measuring sticks was on the southeast corner. The one that was on the northeast corner was a half of an etzba larger than the yardstick that Moshe Rabbeinu had, one half of an etzba. And the other one, the one that was on the southeast corner, was even a half an etzba still greater. Uh, than the previous one, Nimtse said this this second one in the southeast corner was Yisera al Shal Moshe Etzba. It was a full Etzba higher. Asks the Gemara, why do I need all of these? Why do I need one that is larger and one that is smaller? Answers the Gemara, so that the workers who were working in the Beis Hamikdash, who were concerned about the possibility of Meila, what they would do is notlin biktana umachzirin bigdula. When they would return things, they would return more, they would return with a measuring stick that was larger than the one they started with. So when they took, um, let's say, bricks to use for the mikdash, they would take a small measuring stick, so they take smaller amounts. But when they were returning, they wanted to make sure they returned a little extra because they didn't want to violate the Isra of Mi'ila. And because of that, they had two different measuring sticks. But Tarte Lamali, um, what, what, again, why do we have both of them? We, have, we understand why you have one large, one small. But now that you have one large and one small, you explained your need. Why do we need both? Just you just always measure with the small one and always give back a little extra. Says the Gemara Achas the Kaspa Vadahava. One of them was used for Kaspa and Dava for more expensive metals where we had to kind of measure our expenditures. The Achas and the other was talking about um, bricks. And there we, we were able to uh, the workers were able to give back a little extra without it hurting their finances. Good. A few more lines before the Mishnah. Tanan Hachalonos Kilifnim. It says the Gemara, I don't understand something about this Gemara. Vishlama, when the Mishnah writes about hachalonos, what do you mean the width of the chalonos? What, people are going to sit up there in the windowsill? What's going on with the chalonos? Mishkachasla, we have a case where we can measure from the insides of the windows when deshavia lakarka azara, when the window frame goes all the way down to the floor. So you have a window, it looks like a door. It's just all window. So that, that type of window frame that goes all the way to the floor, then there we could have a case where you would benefit from the width of the windows. But if the wall is thick, what are you going to do? You, you're not a miracle worker. You can't walk into the width of the wall. Under what circumstances does it? We already spoke about a door, so it can't be that. We spoke about a window. It can't be that. So what does the Mishnah then mean? When it speaks about the case of Ove HaChoma, Heche Mishkachasla answers the Gemara Mishkachasla Bar Shura. We're talking about a smaller part of the wall, almost like a like a small little extension of a wall. To see the pasuk says by the pasuk says by Yaavel Chel Choma that they were mourning even over the small walls and the big walls. These are different heights of walls. So the smaller ones, which technically you could stand on, you could benefit from. And that's why uh, the Mishnah included that case. As referenced at the top of the page, we're going to speak about what happens when there's Shtei Chaburos and uh, whether or not it's mutter to 
go from one Chabura to, to another, or to even move during your own eating of your own Korban Pesach, are you allowed to move anywhere? So this will be Lemaisa, hopefully soon, and uh, these halachos make a difference. Says the Gemara's follows, There were two Chaburos of people, uh, let's say uh, 30 people eating from one animal and 30 people eating from another in two parts of a house. Uh, group number one, they all face them, face each other. They sit around the table. They face one direction, whatever it is, and they eat. And the other group does the same. They all kind of huddle up in their own corners. If there's a waiter, he's allowed to have like a service table in between. If, if the shamish is serving both groups, that's okay for him to be in the middle. And when he goes to uh, to give out some wine, he, he made some type of facial expression. Kofes as pan as piv. He would make some like purse his lips and turn his head so that people understood that he wasn't eating at the other table. He can't eat at the other table. So if he was a shamish and he was a yid, he still had to be yotze the mitzvah of Korban Pesach. Fine. And then strangely, the Mishnah adds, the bride, a woman who had just gotten married. So then she would turn, uh, turn away, turn her face away and eat. Um, the, we'll see in the Gemara that there was a little bit of busha here that everyone's looking at the bride. She's all decked out. She's got her hair done, her shaitel, whatever it is, and she's got makeup on. So it's, she wants to stay a little bit more modest. She just got married last week, and now it's time for a course. So she's like kind of turning and like kind of facing the wall a little bit for modesty. This will come up Lemaisa at the end of the Gemara. Opens the Gemara five lines, six lines from the end of Pevavim and Aleph. Masnis and money. In the, in the Resh of our Mishnah, we said that there were two Chaburos who ate in the same house. Who allows that? That is the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanya, the Brisa, writes as follows. This Brisa is based on two Psukim. Rabbi Yehuda is going to learn them one way. And Rabbi Shimon is going to do a perfect reversal on how to learn this. And then we're going to see why it is that they have a Machlokas. Says the Gemara, the Tanya. The houses that you are allowed to eat in. You're allowed to have two Chaburos in one house. And that's clearly aligned with our Mishnah. Maybe you might have thought, says Rabbi Yehuda, Maybe I could eat a little bit here and a little bit there. Maybe. Is that allowed? Talmud Omar? No. It has to be all eaten in one house. If the Shamish was kind of picking at the Korban Pesach and then he realized, uh-oh, I've already eaten a full Kezayis. Now I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck. So then, if this, if this Shamish knows what he's talking about and learning, stuff your face because you can't eat the Korban Pesach anywhere else. And that's what... Rabbi Huda learns from this pasuk that you have to eat in one place. You can't switch places once you start eating. If everybody else wants to be a nice guy, they can come pull up chairs around the shamish and eat with him. They can all sit and join him because they haven't started eating yet. But once he eats a kezayis, now he's stuck. He can't go anywhere. So that's the sheet of Rabbi Huda, Div Rabbi Huda, who holds that yes, you can have two chaburas in the same house, but no, you as an individual cannot go from one place to another to eat your korban pesach. In contrast, in total reversal of this approach, Rabbi Shimon Omer al habatim asher yochlu osobahem. That which you said, uh, the pasuk which uh, which Rabbi Huda quoted to say the two chaburas are allowed. That's the exact opposite for Rabbi Shimon. What does he say? Malamit shah ochel ochel b'shtei that you're allowed to eat in two different places. As we turn to the top of Pevavim at Beis, the Gemara asks in the Brisa within Rib Shimon, Maybe we should say that you can have two Chaburos eating in one house. Says the Gemara, Talmud Omar, no. Oh, so they, they totally reversed the Psukim. 
Rabbi Yehuda was of the opinion that two chaburas are allowed to eat in one house and one person cannot eat in two places. And then Rabbi, that was Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Shimon was of the opinion of the exact opposite. Two chaburas cannot eat in one house and one person can eat in two places. What are they arguing about? What is the Nikudas HaMachlokas? The Nikudas HaMachlokas comes down to one discussion. It says the Gemara, but my Kamiflagate, two lines down, Pevavim the base, here's what they're arguing about. Rabbi Yehuda, Savar, Yesh Aim, Lemasores. That when we read the Torah, the way that we read the Torah, not the way the letters look in simplicity, but the way that we read them with the vowelization that we know from our Masora, so that's how we would follow. However, Reb Shimon Omer, Yesh Aim Lemikra, we look at the word as it's spelled. So that's what the Mephorshim point out here. Behuda Savar Yesh Aim Lemasoras, what's the Masora? Look at right above us, the top line of this page, Bavai Zechar Yeachel. That's what the Pasuk reads. However, Reb Shimon What does it look like? It look, looks like Yochal. Yeachel, he should eat, and Yochal is it should be eaten. So by Reb Yehuda, who says that the word is Yeachel, we focus on the way that it's pronounced. So Yeachel, he should eat. He individually should eat, but he cannot eat in multiple places, and therefore. Uh, he holds like he does that a person cannot eat their uh, korban pesach in two places. The way the pasuk looks is yochal. It should be eaten. It should be eaten. Who cares if we eat it in two places? No problem at all. That's what they argue. That's what they argue about. It's just uh, not just. It's a huge machlokas throughout shas. Let's say that these two chaburas were sitting and eating. The nifra and while they were sitting and eating, someone put up a mechitza between the two groups. Normally putting up a mechitza between two groups is not a big deal, but here it might, it might change things. According to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that you're allowed to eat, so the halacha is ochlen, no problem at all. But according to Rabbi Shimon, who holds that you're not allowed to eat b'shtei chaburos, you started with one massive group and you ended with one smaller group. Ain ochlin, you're not allowed to do that. Now it's as if you have to take down the wall. You got to take down the mechitza. Now that's part one. Part two, let's say that the two chaburos were eating with a curtain between them and then someone removes the curtain. So then here's the machlokas. According to the Shita of Rib Shimon, who allows for one to eat their Korban Pesach in two different locations, Ochlin, now it's considered to be that the place is a different place. Once you open the curtain, this room is no longer the same room. However, that one is not allowed to do that, then then you're not allowed to do that. Now, when Rav Kahana heard this, Yasi Rav Kahana, when he heard these two dinim, he thought it was just a simple, obvious halacha. So says the Gemara, you're taking this way too simply. It's not simple. These questions are not simple at all. Here is what you should have said. When you add or remove a mechitza from these two chaburas that are eating in the same house, do we say that now it's like eating in two different places or now it's like eating with two different chaburas, yes or no? And the answer should be, teku. the answer should be that we don't know because we don't have clarity. I don't know why you think it's Pashat, Rav Kahana. This is not a Pashat Adin. So again, the adding and, and taking away of a curtain of a wall between the two chaburas when they're in one house is subject to the machlokes, seemingly an unknown answer, but this would apply. We don't know what the answer is, but it seemingly would apply to the machlokes of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, who are arguing about Yeshem Lamikra, Yeshem Lamasaurus, around the word Yeachel, which looks like Yochal, and therefore Rabbi Yehuda holds that two Chaburas can eat together, but one person cannot eat their Chabura in two places. And Rabbi Shimon holds the opposite, that two Chaburas cannot eat together, but one person can eat their, eat their uh, 
Korban Pesach in two places. One third of the way down, Pei Vavim Bay is heading toward the end of the Parakimir Tzashem. Hakala Hofeches Espaneh, the Mishnah writes that the Kala turns her head. Why? My time up. Amar of Chia Bar Abba, Amar of Yochanan, Mipnei Shehi Bosha, because she has some degree of, of busha, of embarrassment. Rashi, 12 lines or so from the bottom, 15 lines from the bottom, Dibra Hamas, Mipnei Bosha, Le'echol, she's embarrassed to eat. She just became a bride. People uh, want to see the bride. So then, fine. So she, it's uncomfortable. People are looking at her. Wasn't done by Isser, of course, just uh, just noticing that the bride is there. You wish a mazel tov. So, so she was just uncomfortable. Then there's the following story that took place, which has a number of minor halachos that are quoted here. We're uh, almost halfway down, Pevavim and Beis. Rav Huna, Bereid, Rav Nassan, Ikwa, Lebei, Rav Nachman, Bar Yitzchak. Rav Huna, the son of Rav Nassan, went to the house of Rav Nachman, Bar Yitzchak. Am they said to Rav Huna, Ma what is your name? Amar Lahu, he said, quote, Rav Huna. People call me Rav Huna. Amru, they said to him, Nesev Mar Apuria, why don't you take a seat on this comfortable bed right next to the table, right next to your little uh, table where we're going to feed you? And Yasif, he instantly sat down without hesitating. Yabu Kasa, they brought him a, a drink. Kibla Bechad Zimna. L'chaim. Kibla Bechad Zimna. You have to hear the rest of it before you finish it because you don't want to be a gargaran. Everybody slow down for a second. So it says the Gemara, they got, he took the cup. He took it in one hand. Kibla Bechad Zimna. He took it the first time. Bishasya betray Zimna. And he drank it in two shots. He didn't drink it in one shot and not in three. Beloa Hadar Ape. And he didn't turn away from the Balabas when he was offered this food. So Amrulay, they said to Ravuna, I don't understand. My time Akaryas Lach Ravuna. Why did you call yourself Ravuna? He's like, what kind of question is that? Amar Lahu, Bal Hashemani. I'm a person who knows my name, so I'm going to tell you what my name is. Very good. My time Yosafta. Why did you sit right away? You showed no uh, no lack of interest. You're just jumping up, just to take a seat. You know, you should say, I don't know. I just wanted to say hello. Nothing. Don't try to Amar Lahu. Great line that's quoted all the time. Anything the Balabais tells you to do. The next two words that are in parentheses here are subject to a very big machlok as a postkim. Chutz mitzay, that when the person tells you to leave their house, you don't leave. That's just bad midos, so you got to be careful with what that means halachically, but the, this is debated as to what it's quoted. And there, there's a whole arichlis on the side here in the Hagos Vitzim, if you want to read it, the Magan Avram does quote this in halacha. Others say it was not found in the Kisve Yad. Fine. So then says the Gemara, uh, continuing the story, they're asking against Rav Huna, My time kasa Why did you take the cup right away? Yeah, you're right. There is a concept of Seder. I'm going to just say like, no, no, thank you. That's for a katan, but you're a Tamil Chacham. It's from Nachman Bar Yitzchak. We're not messing around. You're a big Tamil Chacham. So you're a Gadol. And my time, why did you drink the drink in two shots? Why, why did you do that? Because of the Brisa, the Tanya. A person who drinks all of it in one shot, this person is basically a glutton. Shnayim, if a person drinks it in two in two sips, that's an appropriate amount. You're sipping it all of a sudden. You're so chashev. It's It's not right. You look like a balgaiva. My time Why didn't you turn around? In our Mishnah, it says that the kala turned around. Why didn't you turn around? What, who turns around the kala? Because everybody's looking at her. Nobody's looking at me. I'm Ravuna. I can drink whatever. It's fine. Nobody's looking, so it's good to go. This is an off-the-rails Davyomi here today on so many levels. <laughs> if only you could see what's behind you. I'll share you a picture of Mark in a minute. Hold on. Let's finish the da first. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi, Ikla Lebei, Rabbi Shimon, 
Rabbi Yossi ben Lekunya. Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yossi, went to the house of Rabbi Shimon, the son of Rabbi Yossi ben Lekunya. Yavalo kasa, they gave him a cup, kibla b'chad zimna. And he took it the first time they offered. However, in contrast to Rabbi Huna b'shasya, he drank the whole thing, b'chad zimna. He just kicked back the whole drink at one time. So says the Gemara, Amr lei, lo savar lamar hashose koso b'vasachas hareze gargaran. The Brisa says that you're a glutton if you drink like that. That's not appropriate behavior. That's not Derech You're supposed to drink slowly. Not too slowly, not too, not too quickly. Drink like a mensch. Two sips, that's the appropriate amount. Omar lehu, lo amre. Chazal did not say that because chakatan. You gave me a tiny little cup. <laughs> you gave me a little shot glass. I'm going to sip it for a half hour. No, it's tiny. Not only that, the wine you gave me is super sweet. Tastes like candy. And I got a big stomach. Well, of course I'm going to drink the whole thing. That's not what the Bryson meant. It meant that when you have a lot of liquid, you have to drink it like a mensch. Don't drink it all at once and don't drink it in three sips. Drink it in two. That's appropriate. Amar Abhuna, very interesting set of halachos here. The, the Rishonim here point out this is not talking about Korban Pesach, even though it speaks about Chabura, that when people go out to a meal together, Amar Abhuna, B'nei Chabura nichnasin b'shlosha. When you go in to eat, you should come in in third so that we don't overwork the shamish to serve everybody individually. However, you're allowed to leave even on your own. Leaving is not the same as showing up as it relates to the shamish. This is only true when it's a normal time to show up. That the servant knows what's going on. You got to stay in touch with him so we're not overworking him. Ravina adds, you got to tip people. You should pay the person. You should pay the shamish. The last person there is the one who should pay the tip. That's right. And by the way, the Mephoshimir says sometimes it's not only the last person, maybe it's the last two people. What's why? Why the last person? It should be everybody who's there. Fine. Either way. We don't pass in like Ravina, but the other halachos do apply that we should be sensitive to those who are uh, who are serving us that we are we have hired to serve us. That is the appropriate. That is the appropriate behavior. Come back to this daf. In seven and a half years. Happy birthday to Hirsch. And just in case you guys didn't get a good look at the president for President's Day, and I'm not making this up. That's unbelievable. Good night, everybody. The facial hair.